0: Shabbat, right side shot, stick save by Miner. Puck still in play. As a rush. We'll throw it over to the right corner. Four seconds left. Three, two, one, and this series is over. Period. Amen. Grizzlies win. They advance to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2008. Hey, welcome to Grizzlies Weekly. I'm Tyson Whiting. You can follow me on Twitter, at TysonOnSports kind of feels like the calm before the storm as training camp is next week. We'll have two preseason games, October 14th in Boise and October 15th at the Ice Sheet in Ogden. And then the Grizzlies begin the regular season. Friday, October 21st, as they host Rapid City in the first of a two game series. The second game of that series is Saturday, October 22nd, and hopefully we'll have a good crowd for those first two games. And it's important for the Grizzlies to get off to a fast start this season because the division, like most years in the Mountain Division, it's going to be pretty tough. I think Idaho's going to have a bounce back here. Uh, last year they missed the playoffs, but they were a dangerous team last season. Rapid City, I think, is going to be good once again. They got a new affiliate. They've got a great head coach in Scott Burt, who is one of the best first-year head coaches in the league. Obviously, Ryan Kanasovich last year it was in his first year, and now he's going to be in his second season as Grizzlies head coach. And I think it's important for the Grizzlies to get off to a fast start this season. You know, establish that uh, you know the Mountain Division is going to go through Utah. And I think when you look at the eight-game road trip the Grizzlies have coming up. And you really you look at the first half of the season, first 36 games. The Grizzlies aren't home more than, I think, 14 or 15 times. I mean, you think about the two-game homestand against Rapid City to start the season. Then the Grizzlies have eight straight on the road. Utah will be home for a six-game homestand. They'll take on Idaho November 17th, 18th, and the 20th. And then the Three Rivers Lions rivieres lines. We're going to have to learn how to say the team's name because they're going to be in for a three-game set on Thanksgiving week in late November. Then the Grizzlies are on the road for five straight games, and then Kansas City invades Maverick Center December 17th and 18th. And then the Grizzlies will be on the road at Idaho for two games. Then the Stillheads come to Maverick Center right at the end of the calendar year, December 28th, 30th, and 31st. And so you think about a lot of road games the first half of the season. In fact, you look at the first 36 games for the Grizzlies this season, obviously it's a 72-game schedule. The Grizzlies only have, and I'm trying to do some math. They tell you not to do math on the air, but I'm going to do it anyway. Looks like the Grizzlies in the first 36 games of this season only have 14 home games. So 22 of the first 36 games for the Grizzlies this season will be on the road, and then the Grizzlies will be at home. For the majority of the second half of this season and when you think about why the Grizzlies won the division last year a big factor in that is their success on the road Utah last season went 19 14 2 and 1 away from Maverick Center and that's why the Grizzlies won the division the 19 road wins were the most in the Mountain Division and second most in the Western Conference And so you talk about the elite teams in this league, whether it's Toledo, who led the Western Conference with 24 road wins, the Champs, the Florida Everblades, they had 23 road uh, road wins. Easy for me to say in the regular season. In fact, Florida on the road went 23-7, 5-1. They only lost seven road games in regulation last year. No wonder why they held the trophy at the end. Reading and Newfoundland in the North Division each had 21 road wins, and they were two dominant teams in the Eastern Conference. So really a big factor for the Grizzlies is winning on the road. And you got eight straight road games after the opening uh, homestand, those first two games against Rapid City, October 21st and 22nd. Grizzlies will be on the road at Idaho for two, at Kansas City for three, and at Allen for three. And really, uh, it's not necessarily the Grizzlies' road record when you look at the importance of winning on the road last season. It's the Idaho Stillheads. You think about Idaho. They were dominant at home last season. In fact, at Idaho Central Arena, the Stillheads went 25-10 and 1 at home last season. The 25 home victories were the were tied for the most in the league. Atlanta had 25 home victories. So did Toledo and Fort Wayne. Idaho is a dominant home team. Even though I think the Grizzlies ended up winning three games at Idaho Central Arena last season. But why did the Stillheads miss the playoffs in a very competitive mountain division? They really struggled to win on the road. They only went 11-23, 1-1 away from home. And that's why the Stillheads were on the outside looking into the playoff picture. And that's why I think the Stillheads are going to have a bounce-back season. And we look at the top of the mountain division. You know, Utah's been up there. You know, they won the division last year for the first time. But they've been in contention just about every year. I think Rapid City's going to be right up there again because uh, Scott Burt's done an outstanding job, and I think he's going to do a good job once again. And Rapid City should get a little bit more help from their affiliate this season. And, but Idaho, assuming that they improve their road record this season, I think they're going to be right up there because they're one of the most consistent teams year in and year out. And yeah, you know the rest of the division's no slouch either. I think if you're talking about fascinating teams in the Mountain Division, what about the Allen Americans? And their first-year head coach, Chad Costello, replacing Steve Martinson, who had a lot of success there. Costello is a future Hall of Famer as a player, but he's making that transition to being the head coach. And who knows what the Allen Americans are going to look like. I I do know that last year they had a lot of experience. They had a lot of guys that knew how to play. And they just it always seemed like with Allen, when they really needed it the most, they were able to buckle down and get two standings points, and that got them third place. In the Mountain Division last year, I think Allen's going to be solid again. Rob Murray's Tulsa Oilers are—you uh, know—they're a team we saw in the first round of the playoffs and uh, took Utah to seven games. They're a dangerous team year in and year out. They're always consistent, hardworking, and have enough scoring talent to uh, get the, get the job done. So Tulsa is going to be tough once again this season. Kansas City, I got to imagine, is going to be improved with Tad had once again as their head coach. Uh, Kansas City's a team that did have a lot of. Forward talent last season and I think Wichita could have a bounce back here you know they really struggled last season finishing last place but remember the Wichita Thunder were the surprise of the league two years ago and Bruce Ramsey their head coach won coach of the year as uh, Wichita really dominated so it'll be interesting to see what the Thunder look like this season the Grizzlies play them a handful of times in the regular year so we're breaking down the schedule here on Grizzlies Weekly I'm Tyson Whiting training camp is next week and we're certainly looking forward to that Regular season starts a couple of weeks from now. Remember the Grizzlies YouTube channel. You know, it's been kind of quiet over the last couple of years, but the Grizzlies YouTube channel will definitely uh, be more active this season. We'll talk about that later on as well. But when you think about the, the schedule, only 13 non division games for the Grizzlies this season. You know, we talked previously about how winning on the road is going to be so important and vital to the Grizzlies' success. But let's look at the non division games because those are always a little bit different. Every year, Uh, I think, uh, you know, if you've got 13 non-division games, that's about 60 division games that the Grizzlies will play, and obviously all 72 mean just about the same. But when you look at the non-division games for the Grizzlies this season, there's a three-game homestand against Trois-Rivières on Thanksgiving week. That's going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, a three-and-three. Black Friday, November 25th. And then you got Saturday and Sunday as well. Now, keep in mind that Sunday home games for the Grizzlies this season, last year they were at 110. This year it's going to be at 310. So it's going to be two hours later, the start time for the Sunday home games for the Grizzlies. And I think the first Sunday home game is going to be uh, the week before Three Rivers comes into town, and that's the Idaho Stillheads. The first Sunday home game will be on November 20th, a 310 faceoff. Uh, the Grizzlies' non division schedule continues on the next road trip. You know, the Grizzlies play Idaho for a two-game set December 2nd and 3rd, but then the Grizzlies are at Jacksonville for a three-game set December 7th, 9th, and 10th. That's a three-game and four-day stretch against the Jacksonville Icemen who were at Maverick Center in early February of last season. Jacksonville, if I remember right, won two out of three games against the Grizzlies, and they were one of the best teams in the South Division last season. seems like traditionally they've had pretty good goaltending, and that should be a pretty interesting three-game set. And that's, yeah, that's really it for the first half of the season, just those six non-division games. I'm interested in the road trip that the Grizzlies are taking in February. I certainly wish I could go on that road trip, and maybe I'm going to start taking some funds and maybe a, a GoFundMe account to try to see if I can get to the road trip where the Grizzlies are going to be at Greenville on February 15th. That's going to be a 5.05 Mountain Time Zone start. That's a Wednesday after, uh, Wednesday evening. And the Grizzlies take on the Savannah Ghost Pirates for the first time ever. That's going to be on Friday, February 17th at 5.30. And then the Grizzlies will be in Orlando for a two-game set. Remember, the Grizzlies were in Orlando for two games in late January last season. The Grizzlies are going to be in Orlando once again Sunday, February 19th at 1 o'clock, and then Monday, February 20th at 5 o'clock. And then the uh, non-division schedule wraps up as Cincinnati The Cyclones come to Maverick Center for a three-game set March 22nd, 24th, and 25th. That's going to be a lot of fun seeing the Cincinnati Cyclones. Grizzlies played them once in the 2018-2019 season, and they ended up winning uh, that game in a shootout. If I remember right, Tim McGauley, I think, got the game winner in the shootout as the Grizzlies defeated Cincinnati in a close test. And really, when you think about the competitive balance in this league, you know, you look at the Mountain Division top to bottom being as dangerous as it is. The Central Division, when you think about the four playoff teams in the Central, uh, Toledo, Fort Wayne, Wheeling, and Cincinnati, that was a pretty tough division as well. And so it's tough to handicap really where the Grizzlies are going to be this season at the end of the year. You know, there are a couple questions, and really right now as you look to break down the roster here on Grizzlies Weekly – Uh, You know, we're still unsure about half the roster it seems like. You know, the Grizzlies do have quite a few players projected to uh, play this season that were on the Grizzlies roster last year. A lot of familiar names. But then you look at some of the guys the Grizzlies are missing from last season. That's really really the constant every year. You know, in this league the only constant is change. And I've been asked quite a bit, you know, how are the Grizzlies going to replace Dastu and Luke Martin? You know, the top defensive pairing, Dastu had 26 goals last season, led the club uh, really in a lot of statistical categories. And obviously we know about his legendary playoff run as he set a league record for goals in a single postseason. Dastu could break a record if he gets a power play goal. As Dastu's time for the league record right now with nine. Tardom over Dastu, one timer he scores! And there's the record of Charles Edward Dastu. Gives the Grizzlies a one nothing lead. And it's his 10th power play goal which breaks a single season league playoff record. Dastier right now is playing in Finland where he's playing for a team called KOO K-O-O-K-O-O. In eight games with Cuckoo, he's got two goals and one assist, four penalty minutes, and, a, and is a plus four. So Dastu is having some success in Finland as their season's already gotten underway, and we'll talk about some of the players uh, you know that were on last year's club that are on different teams this season. Dastu's playing in Finland. Dastu runs after it. He'll bounce it off the near glass up ahead to Trey Bradley. Two on two. Now three on two. Bradley left side skates towards the circle. Centers at will Take a shot. He scores. Luke Martin gets his first of the postseason, and the Grizzlies get a shorty as they've taken a 3-1 lead. Luke Martin right now is in AHL camp with the Hartford Wolfpack, and he's trying to make that club. And I think Luke Martin is an AHL type of defenseman. You know, we saw that last season. A very smart hockey player. He's got a high hockey IQ. He knows how to make the right decisions with the puck. And when he's got the puck on his stick, he can score as well. Uh, so hopefully Luke Martin's able to stick in Hartford this season. And, yeah, it's amazing how many times they've been asked this offseason, you know, how are we going to pl- replace Dastu and Martin? And I think obviously it's going to be tough, but you know, considering that you got an entire off season and an entire training camp to work through the adjustments, I don't think we'll necessarily see that much of a difference. And I think that we're not going to see that much of a difference this season because I really have a lot of confidence in the defensemen that the Grizzlies should get this season. You know, when you think about Connor McDonald and Nate and uh, and Bryson Martin, you know, I think they're talking about McDonald and James Shearer. Those were two of Utah's best defensemen towards the end of last season. Uh, you know, Shearer in his first full season as a pro this year, uh, you know, he's only 5'9", 185 pounds, but he certainly looked like he was very skilled with the puck, and I'm really excited to see what James Shearer is able to do with a full training camp and starting the season with the Grizzlies. I think he's going to have a big year. And Connor McDonald, a guy that, you know, really when you think about defensemen, uh, your, po- your point total uh, really? Uh, it always always seems like if you're a defenseman that's playing on the power play, you're going to get a good point total <laughs> at the end of, by the end of the year, just based on power play assists, maybe even a few power play goals. If you're not on the power play as a defenseman, you know you might you, your point total might not necessarily be as good. And so I think for a guy like Connor McDonald, if he's able to p- play some power play this season, he can end up the, with an impressive point total. I think James Shearer could be the same way. I think those two are going to have big years for the Grizzlies. If we're talking about players I'm really excited about, I'm looking forward to next week at training camp seeing Bryson Martin, who's got a lot of pro experience. This will be his sixth full season as a pro. Last year he split time with Maine and Indy, and he actually had quite a bit of success with Indy. If I remember right, in 39 games with the Indy Fuel, he had 23 points, four goals and 19 assists. I really think that uh, based on what I've heard, He's a pretty good player, somebody that could end up seeing some power play time for the Grizzlies. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what Bryson Martin, no relation to Luke Martin, but uh, Bryson, who's going to be wearing number 14 for the Grizzlies this year, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's able to do in a Grizzlies uniform. You know, I think Kyle Pouncey's going to have a big year, and I think there might be some more playing time for Kyle Pouncey uh, this year. A guy that, uh, you know, just – he didn't see a ton of time last season just based on the Grizzlies' depth on the on the blue line. And because of that, uh, you know, there were some times when, you know, Ryan Kanasovich had to make some tough decisions, and unfortunately Kyle Pouncy ended up sitting out a few games as a result. But in 45 games he had seven points last season, and I can see an increased role for Kyle Pouncy this year. Same would be the case for Joey Colatarchi and Jordan Stone. You know, Tarchy in his second season as a pro, the Florida native, um, you know, he's uh, he was the unsung hero last year for the Grizzlies, and I could see him playing an increased role this season. I remember last year he was that guy that was uh, probably playing more forward than he was defense. You know, if you think about time on the ice as a forward versus time as a defenseman, Cole played as much forward as he did on D. I mean, he probably played more forward last season than he did on the defensive line, but I think he could have an increased role this season. Could see a little bit more time for Jordan Stone in his second year as a Grizzly. Stone played in 16 games last season and had one assist. It'll be interesting to see what kind of help the Grizzlies get from their affiliate in terms of defensemen. You know, Nate Klerman's a possibility. We only mention Nate's name because he played with Utah last season. He's in his second year of an NHL entry-level deal. Last season in 54 games, Klerman had three goals and 21 assists, and that's kind of the talk of, you know, if Clorman ends up playing on the power play for the Grizzlies, if he's here, we don't know uh, if Nate Clorman's going to be with the Grizzlies this year. But if he is here, him, Bryce, and Martin could end up being, you know, the big power play guys. I'm looking at James Shearer as being somebody who's going to end up seeing some power play time for the Grizzlies. And we mentioned that in terms of defensemen because a lot of times your point total ends up reflecting whether you played power play or not. Uh, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see um, who ends up seeing the time on the power play on the blue line for the Grizzlies this season. You talk about returning forwards, and we'll get to some of the guys that aren't in the Grizzlies uniform this year, the guys that played last season and have moved on. We'll talk about that in a few minutes here on Grizzlies Weekly. As Grizz win the faceoff, Raby on the left side dumps it in. Penner runs after it, drops it off for Raby. Raby skates it back and Johnny scores! This baby's in the refrigerator as Dakota Raby gets his second of the series, and Utah's taking a 4-1 lead. One of the key characteristics to a Ryan switch coach team is speed, lightning type of speed. And it seemed like every time I would talk to an opposing broadcaster or somebody that's with another team in this league, the first thing they talk about with Utah is just how fast they were. And I don't know that anybody's as fast as Dakota Raby. You know, the Grizzlies had some fast players last season, whether it's Ben Tardiff or Trey Bradley. But, I, you know, Dakota Raby might be as fast as any of them. He came in last season after playing at Sacred Heart University. Before that, he spent four years at the University of Michigan. And I don't think anybody's going to forget the hat trick he had in the game, the next to last game of the regular season that clinched the division title for the Utah Grizzlies. Dakota Raby will be back, and he should be in training camp next week for the Grizzlies. There are quite a few forwards that we'll see. Kyle Betts had a pretty good playoff run for the Grizzlies. I'm excited to see what he's able to do in his first full season as a pro. He played at Cornell University. I think Johnny Walker's got a ton of scoring potential, and uh, I saw some flashes last season, either with shots from the left side or the right, where Walker's got a lot of velocity on his shot. It, does, it gets to the goaltenders in a hurry, and so I think he can end up with 15 to 20 goals this season if he gets the playing time. Uh, Dylan Fitz is somebody we've talked about in past episodes where he's just that all-around player. You know, he's good on the penalty kill. In fact, he's great on the penalty kill. He can get in front of the net, do a lot of things. He's an unselfish team-first type of guy, and he's really the kind of glue player that every team needs. And so Dylan Fitz uh, should be pretty good. There's going to be a couple uh, jersey changes, uh, jersey number changes for the Grizzlies. Uh, Dylan Fitz, for example, last season wore number 12, but this year he's going to be number 13, for the Grizzlies Keaton Jamison I really liked what he did in a couple games at the end of the regular season both of them against the Idaho Stillheads I think in the last road game that the Grizzlies had in the regular season maybe the biggest road game that the Grizzlies had all year and uh you know Keaton Jamison really did an outstanding job um you know with the winning face-offs and doing a lot of the little things and really showing a smart uh you know high hockey IQ type of thing um so it'll be interesting to see how he's able to do He didn't make the postseason roster, played a little bit with Fort Wayne last year, and then he was acquired by the Grizzlies in a trade in late March. I'm really excited to see what Keaton Jameson's able to do. Jameson last season wore number 27, but he'll be number 12 this season. Johnny Walker, we talked about him last year. He was number 17. Looks like this year he'll be number 7. Um, Neil Robinson, who played in a few games for the Grizzlies before suffering a season-ending injury in early November. I think last season he was number 22, but this year he'll be number 27. Dakota Raby will wear number 22. Uh, Cam Strong. You know, we talked about Bryson Martin earlier on in the show, how he's a defenseman who's coming to Utah from another organization. He played with Maine and Indy last year. Cam Strong played with two different clubs last season, both Reading and South Carolina. He's 6 feet, 185 pounds, and he's got some pro experience. I think it's his second season as a pro before that. He spent some time with the Birmingham Bulls in the 2020 21 season, where he was a teammate of Tyler Penner's. And speaking of Penner, Um, I just saw recently that he is among three different former Grizzlies forwards who are in camp with the Manitoba Moose. So congratulations to Tyler Penner. Hopefully he does well in uh, Manitoba Moose AHL camp. Matthew Boucher, you know, we've talked about him the last couple of years, you know, the league rookie of the year in the 2020-21 season. He's with Manitoba. And Brandon Cutler, who spent the first half of last season with the Grizzlies before being loaned to Abbotsford in the AHL, he ended up sticking with Abbotsford and scored uh, two goals and six assists in the second half of their season. Cutler is also with the Manitoba Moose. And so, I don't know, Manitoba must have watched some Grizzlies hockey in the first half of last season and um, so, he, obviously, they're impressed with what they saw from uh, Penner, Boucher, and Cutler. They're all in AHL camp with the Manitoba Moose. We're really rooting for all of them. You know, it'd certainly be great if we saw one or maybe even multiple of those guys this season. I know Matthew Boucher is somebody that if he stays healthy, he can have an amazing year in this league. But he's somebody that uh, did play some games with the Colorado Eagles last year. And he's just that, uh, that kind of guy that the more you see, the more you like. So I wouldn't be surprised if Boucher ends up making that club in Manitoba. It probably just depends on what their forward uh, situation looks like, how much depth they have on the forward lines. You know, same with Brandon Cutler, who spent half the season in the AHL. But when he was with the Grizzlies, he was outstanding in open ice. He was certainly aggressive when the Grizzlies were shorthanded. And uh, I really liked what I saw from Brandon Cutler. And the thing about him, you know, last season was his first as a, as a pro after spending time in juniors, specifically in the WHL, you know, Cutler seemed to get better and better with each game, and so I think I can almost sense in his second season as a pro that Brandon Cutler will make uh, even that much more improvements. You know, because he seemed to be the guy that, and uh, uh, it's really that case with a lot of rookies when they come into this league, and you know, it takes them a couple months to really make that adjustment to pro hockey. I think Brandon Cutler was making that adjustment, and he was certainly thriving with the Grizzlies before he got the call up to the AHL as he was loaned to Abbotsford and stayed there for the rest of the season. You're listening to Grizzlies Weekly. That's some of the updates of some of the players that were with the Grizzlies last season. Lehigh Valley, we talked about Manitoba. Watching some Grizzlies games and liking what they saw. Lehigh Valley over the last couple years has taken a lot of former Grizzlies players. Trey Bradley, the Grizzlies' captain last season, he's with Lehigh Valley. Hopefully he'll make that club. Luca Burzan is with Lehigh Valley as well. Charlie Gerard, who was with the club in the 2020-21 season, he's also in Lehigh Valley. He spent just about the entire year last season with Lehigh Valley. And I remember last season, Garrett Metcalf ended up playing for Lehigh Valley for about two months from the end of December through the end of February. And Hayden Hodgson, who was one of the best stories that we saw last season, he had, I remember Hodgson had been in the ECHL for about five or six years, ended up making Lehigh Valley's club last season, and uh, got the call-up to the NHL, played in a handful of games with the Philadelphia Flyers, and Hodgson right now is still in Philadelphia Flyers camp, Camp Tortorella, which I imagine – We'll get you in shape in a hurry. But Camp Tortorella, obviously a difficult one. But Hayden Hodgson has managed to stick around for a little bit. And uh, we'll see if Hodgson ends up with the Flyers, or if he ends up going to Lehigh Valley, where hopefully he'll be teammates with Bradley, Burzan, and Charlie Gerrard. So it's interesting to see Lehigh Valley with all those former Grizzlies, you know, forwards in particular, that are on their current roster. And so Lehigh Valley might be an AHL team that Grizzlies fans uh, we'll end up watching a few, a little bit and uh, trying to follow those former Grizzlies. Oilers keep it in as it bounced off of Bets. Now goes out to center, ice straight. Bradley skates in left side with speed. Bradley skates down the middle, take a shot, he scores! The captain's giving the Grizzlies a 5-3 lead. One Grizzlies forward that definitely will be missed this season is Trey Bradley, the Grizzlies captain last season. As we mentioned, he is fighting for a roster spot with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. I do think it's a good sign that uh, you know Lehigh Valley showed some pictures of media day, and they did show Trey Bradley, which may be a good sign that he ends up making the club uh, out of training camp. Hopefully, he does because he's a good hockey player, and he really made a big difference for the Grizzlies this season. And really, it's uh, you know leadership. It was uh, his ability in open ice. We talked about the fast players the Grizzlies had. Trey Bradley was just about as fast as anybody Utah had, whether it was Tardif or Raby. Uh, a couple of quick defensemen Utah had last season. But uh, he was great in open ice. And when you think about the Grizzlies last season leading the league with 20 shorthanded goals, Trey Bradley was a big factor in that. As him, Ben Tardiff, you know, Brandon Cutler when he was here the first half of the season, all those guys were critical in the Grizzlies getting those shorthanded goals. And really because of their speed and because of their ability to just kind of read the play they were able to get two-on-ones or one-on-os on on shorthanded situations and they were very smart about it so I think Trey Bradley is going to make an impact in Lehigh Valley if he's able to make that club and he certainly made a big impact on the Grizzlies over the last two seasons and really when you think about the best moment that Trey Bradley had you think about the Brady DeVries game. You know, where Utah had the emergency goaltender on December 29th, 2021. Everybody remembers DeVries stopping 19 of 22 in Utah's 4-3 overtime victory, but it could also be called the Trey Bradley game. as yes, He had a hat trick, and him along with Burzan and I think Tardif that night, those guys – single-handedly that top forward line that utah had that evening single-handedly said we will not lose this game and bradley took it over and when he scored in overtime the grizzlies celebrated as as if they had won the kelly cup and based on the circumstances that of that night it certainly felt uh, as if it was the most important victory in utah grizzlies history at least as important as a victory as the grizzlies had had since winning the turner cup back in 1996. So, Lehigh Valley is going to have a, quite a few players. Miles Gendron, who played a little bit of forward for the Grizzlies last season, but mostly was on the blue line, uh, he's playing for Storhammer in Norway this year. In eight games with Storhammer, he has two goals and two assists. He's got two penalty minutes and is a plus two. So, hopefully, uh, Miles Gendron will continue to have a good year there. He had a few injuries last season, did miles, but uh, when he was healthy, he was a key contributor for the Grizzlies. Brian Bowen is in Orlando. He was traded there towards the end of last season, and he's back with the Solar Bears this season. Quinn Ryan, who uh, had 10 or more. uh, I think he had, what, 10 goals for the Grizzlies last season. You know, he was a good story coming out of training camp last year because he was just a tryout guy. He's with the Worcester Railers. Austin Crosley who uh, you know was I think ended up finishing third on the team in penalty minutes last season. Crosley's with the Florida Everblades, the defending champs. Goaltender Peyton Jones is with the Belfast Giants in Great Britain. And uh, Jones is one of those guys that uh, last season, he was a little bit more consistent than he was in his rookie year. Uh, I think the best moment that Peyton Jones had in the Grizzlies uniform was when he stopped 49 of 50, including all seven in his shootout, as Utah defeated Rapid City in early March. And uh, so Payton's now playing for the Belfast Giants. It'll be his third season as a pro. He played his college hockey at Penn State. And really when you think about the guys that are right now, loaned to AHL clubs, right now Garrett Metcalf, as of a couple days ago, uh, ends up with the Calgary Wranglers of the AHL. That's the team that was the Stockton Heat, and then they moved to Calgary. And so Calgary's AHL team is right next door to their NHL team. Garrett Metcalf right now is in Calgary Wranglers' camp, and uh, we'll see if he ends up making that club. Now, Metcalf, remember last season spent two months with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. He's a former draft pick of the Anaheim Ducks, a Salt Lake City native, and uh, I think we're all rooting for Garrett Metcalf. I think we want to see him end up making that club or at least uh, having a good you know, season wherever he is, whether it's with the Grizzlies where he's got an ECHL contract, if he ends up starting the season with Calgary, the Grizzlies, if I remember right, keep his ECHL rights, and so you know if Calgary either releases him or sends him to the ECHL, he would end up he would end up coming back to Utah as a member of the Grizzlies. And we mentioned Tyler Penner along with uh, Matthew Boucher and Brandon Cutler. Penner right now is signed to an ECHL deal. Boucher just played here the last couple of years, and then Brandon Cutler obviously spent the first half of last season. All three of those guys are in the AHL camp of the Manitoba Moose. Will be a lot of fun. Uh, I think if I heard right, some breaking news, I think the first preseason game, which will be on October 14th in Boise, I hear that game might be available on Flow Sports. So you can watch the preseason game, which I think uh, Boise – has limited to just uh, still had season ticket holders uh, in terms of attendance for that game. Remember, the Grizzlies will be at the Ogden Ice Sheet on Saturday, October 15th. That's going to be the second game of a doubleheader is at 3 o'clock at the Ice Sheet. The Ogden Mustangs will host the Idaho Falls Spud Kings. That's right, the Spud Kings, who are in their first year of existence. And if I think, if I remember right, I think the Spud Kings might be owned by the same people that own the Utah Grizzlies. So we're rooting on the Spud Kings, although they've gotten off to a bit of a slow start in their first season. They've got a nice arena that they're building in Idaho Falls, that I guess, is either um, – you know, it looks like it's on the verge of getting completed. Uh, that's why the, it looks like the Spud Kings are on the road for the first couple months of this season. But uh, I hear good things about the arena over in Idaho Falls that's being built for the Spud Kings who are in the same league with the Ogden Mustangs and the Utah Outliers, who are a local team that I think play out at Acord, which is really where I think the Grizzlies might end up uh, practicing uh, next week in training camp. And so a lot of fun stuff is happening. And I do know that I had to put a jacket on this morning, and that only means one thing. It's hockey season. We're certainly looking forward to it. You know, I mentioned YouTube, Um, the impact that YouTube can have on Grizzlies broadcast this season. Mixler was an amazing partner for two seasons. Uh, Other than, you know, the microphone picking up a little bit too much background noise, Mixler was a a great uh, platform for the Grizzlies last season in terms of audio. Now, this year, the audio streaming provider for the Grizzlies will be YouTube. That's right. If uh, you don't have Flow Sports and you want to tune into the game, YouTube, the Grizzlies YouTube channel will be the place to go. Now, I know what YouTube is known for, and even though I'm not an artist, I'll try to paint a picture for you to get the feel of the game. And I think if I heard right, they're actually going to put a camera on me, of all people, because after all, Flow Sports has the exclusive uh, video stream uh, of the league. You know, they, They've signed that contract, and they spent the money that they needed to spend. So on YouTube, it looks like they're going to be uh, seeing me during the game and that could mean that could mean a lot of different things as uh, I'm one of those people I uh, I'm like kind of like a a wallflower you know it's uh, or one of those things that uh, I'm a statue really you know it's like there's nothing much to see there but I guess uh, they're going to be looking at me uh, during the course of uh, the audio broadcast that's going to be on YouTube this season we'll give you more details as they become available do note that every week for the Grizzlies season. Every Tuesday, we're going to have Grizzlies Weekly here on my SoundCloud channel. We'll also have highlights of every Grizzlies game on my SoundCloud channel. And every game day, we will do a five-minute podcast, a Grizzlies game preview. I'm not sure what it's going to be called yet. I would call it the five-minute major, but I think somebody might have already used that name. So we'll see. The name is still to be determined. But every game day on my SoundCloud channel, we'll have a game preview. We'll uh, interview some players get some sound we'll talk about the Grizzlies previous games and we'll talk about that that night's game and especially if it's a home game you know what kind of fun promotions and giveaways the Grizzlies might have on that given night so we're gonna have a lot of fun stuff here on my SoundCloud channel we'll have a Grizzlies weekly show we'll have Grizzlies highlights of every game certainly every home game maybe home and away if I like the way the audio sounds and every game day We'll have a Grizzlies five-minute podcast previewing that night's game. So we got a lot of fun stuff happening this season. We'll be on YouTube for the audio stream, Flow Sports for the video stream, and Flow Sports, I know it isn't cheap, but it certainly is worth it. And I hear we might have the preseason game in Boise. That might be available on Flow Sports, as will all 72 regular season games and the playoffs as Utah looks to make a run to the Kelly Cup. So it should be a lot of fun. We'll have our next edition of Grizzlies Weekly next Tuesday. We might even have some fun training camp stuff as well, maybe a couple bonus editions talking about what I've seen from practice, maybe some interviews with players as well. Until then, I'm Tyson Whiting, and it is what it is. You've been listening to Grizzlies Weekly right here. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at TysonOnSports.